Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All the band is on the field. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz, and in a fashion we haven't done recently, it is just Wits and I on the line. Wits, how you doing today? Doing great, Roz. Uh, a little nervous about the future of sports right now, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll pull through because we got football camp starting this week. Uh, we're in full swing, baseball and NBA. The bets are flying around. I'm back on the train, so a little nervous, but I've got a good got a good feeling. I think we're gonna pull through here. It's really amazing just in the start of sports coming back how much I it, how much I realized I missed it, and so the NBA is back. It's been back for like three days, and I'm all I'm all in. I mean, I've been betting every day. I'm doing the best I've ever done. I wish the people who listen to this could have taken some of our bets. And to be fair, Jared Rubin is part of the team who's not on the show today. We're seven and one coming into the Sunday slate today. Um, clearly, you'll be hearing this later in the week, but I think we're going to be hot going into the day. You are going along with the gambling as well. You've got us hot on the golf today. I mean, you told me Ricky is only two shots back, and then plus Justin Thomas is <laughs> four shots. That's all you needed to, to grab needed. the phone. Well, because everyone, if you, anybody's ever listened to the show, everyone knows how much I love Ricky Fowler. So if I see his name anywhere near the top of the leaderboard and I get co- coerced, nah, well, we're, we're on a different word. Um, if, I, if it's shown to me and there's a chance he's going to win, i got to put money on it. I've got to be part of the Ricky team. So that's what I'm doing today. Although... The Justin Thomas odds that we hopped on, way prettier. Um, I'm excited about it. What 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 is the likelihood we come through with that Justin Thomas win today? I don't know. I, for, I mean, first of all, I love the odds. Uh, plus 700 or 7 to 1. He's four shots off the lead. You know, we're recording this, you know, about an hour before his tee time. And I don't know. He, he's, uh, he's played pretty well all week. Kind of hung around. Hasn't been... Really near the top, but he's you know he's four shots back. We got Brendan Todd in the lead right now, and something about this week for Thomas. He was a big play, you know, beginning of the week. He's got a got the new caddy on the bag. His, his caddy's a little bit under the weather, but got a veteran caddy on the bag. And there's just a, I think there's just a lot to like about Thomas this week. And he's won before. He's won multiple majors. He's a winner, and I think he's a guy, you know, who can make a big push here. Um, in this event, you know, we got Brooks Kepka up there too, which is always, <laughs> always tough to compete against that guy. Cause he probably is the best, I would say the best competitor in the world. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun and you guys are going to be hearing this a lot later, but hopefully Justin Thomas comes through at, at St. Jude. Um, 
so yeah, I like it. And Ricky's there too, so got another guy to cheer for. Yeah, obviously big Ricky guy, but the money I could pull in from Justin Thomas would be sweet. So I'm all in for that. Um, you're right. Sports, as exciting as I am, that is it's back. I am worried, and I hate what baseball's showing us. One, that the Cubs are looking fantastic. I mean, their bullpen is absolute trash, but we've been the putting bullpen. up enough. And, it, and just a quick, a quick plug, if you like baseball recaps, Catman, David Kaplan, longtime Cubs, uh, not announcer, what would you call him? Broadcaster? Broadcaster, analyst. Yeah. yeah. does some great Instagram recaps uh, on the Cubs games. Gets very fired up about the bullpen because they are atrocious. Atrocious. Extremely hard to watch. You know, we're, we're lucky that the Cubs are, are hanging in there playing well, but that, that bullpen needs to be figured out because it is an absolute train wreck right now. Well, it's sad that they're playing this well because I think inevitably baseball season's not going to finish. I mean, just look the Cardinals, the Marlins, the Phillies. Joey Votto just self-admitted that he had symptoms of COVID. Um, Joey. It's, not, it's not looking good. Joey. I know. Um, and that would hurt us because the last series was the Reds and Cubs. And Joey's at first base, so all of our Cub players had to cross him at some point. Um, honestly, this if this doesn't wake up the NFL right now, I don't know what will. The only thing that shows that it's working is both the NHL and the NBA and this bubble system. I know. And what's hard, I was talking to Rube about this actually off the show. The reason... I'm really scared is I don't think you can put NFL players in a hotel from September, which should be earlier. So August all the way to February. I don't think they'd want to do that. Being away from your family that long, um, it doesn't seem practical. I think it would wear on the players. So I'm getting a little nervous about this 2020-2021 NFL season. Yeah, and I, I guess the one bright spot I would say, you know, I didn't read every single report on the Marlins, but it basically seemed like they were doing some things that they really weren't supposed to be doing in terms of, you know, going out, um, going to bars, whatever it was that kind of led to, you know, those multiple cases. So I'm, I'm hoping just for the MLB's sake that, you know, it seems like it's got to be a tough thing to do with all the restrictions, but, you know, in the environment that we're in, if we want to get baseball and we want to play, you know, there, there's some things that we need to do to make sure that these test counts don't keep rising um, but yeah, like you said, Roz, it's, it's a huge domino effect because you get one player, one team, and then that just branches out in all these other series. So first week of the season, not, not ideal with what we're dealing with right now, but hopefully we can get it under control. Um, you know, these guys are getting tested every day, so we're, we'll, we'll find out. And I'm hearing that there might be a decision coming out Monday on, on the future of the league. So I'm, I'm keeping positive thoughts, but it's, little cause for concern right now definitely yeah and selfishly for me uh and i love baseball i love watching the cubs but and you're gonna disagree i am totally okay like if they were like hey man we're gonna take major league baseball away now it just wasn't working but we'll still give you football i'm 100 percent on board with that like i want there to be a solution so that we have football and um i don't think major league baseball is showing us the way of doing it so We'll see how it goes. Obviously, I'd love to see the Cubs keep playing. It's very convenient working from home, getting to just throw the Cubs on while I'm working. Um, but it just doesn't look good for that sport. Golf's been doing great. I mean, 
They have the first major next week. We've got the PGA Championship. Pretty weird to say that that's the first major of the year. Um, we'll see how that goes. You know, I'm going to stick with uh, Ricky Fowler over there. Hopefully he gets his first major win. Um, I know we're going to be betting on that. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, I'll give Xander the opportunity to look at some odds. We'll give you some odds for next week's major championship. But, Wits, we got to wrap it up. The last thing we've got when it comes to fantasy, arguably one of the toughest positions that doesn't typically make your team, but if you get the right guy, it will enhance your team tremendously, um, and that's the tight ends. And there's a lot of question about how early do you draft a tight end? Are you waiting on it kind of like a quarterback? Because I feel like after a certain tier, it's really a, a crapshoot every time you pick up a tight end. So... Wits, we're going to get into tight ends. I think it's very clear that apparent number one, although maybe not so much. Last year, he did finish with 25 more points than the next guy. Travis Kelsey sitting in at number one. Would you say he's your unanimous number one tight end? I know you're not going to draft him in the second round, but some people will. Yeah, I think he's a pretty unanimous option here. Just first of all, looking at his track record, second, looking at the offense he's in, and third, being with Patrick Mahomes doesn't hurt either. So I would say he's the pretty clear-cut, you know, 1B option on that team. You want to call him number two? I would say Tyreek Hill is probably the biggest threat there. But Travis Kelsey obviously plays a different position and has been at the top of his game for a pretty long time now. So I'd agree with you, Roz. But on your last statement with the MLB and the NFL, as much as I love baseball— I love fantasy football more, so I am I am all in on finding a way to get the NFL going. And if baseball has to stop, I'm gonna be very upset. But if football is not here, I'm moving to a remote island and I'm just gonna sit on the beach. For You're the rest in some of time. S- serious trouble if there is not football come the fall, um, for a multitude of reasons. You and me both with the fantasy aspirations, but for me also, I've got a 36-year-old quarterback I'd like to milk four more years out of. Don't really want to take one year away from him. Um, I agree with you. Travis Kelsey, what's interesting when I'm looking at last year's stats, because it's well known that last year the tight end position was weighed down. Travis Kelsey finishing with 205 fantasy points. He did break 1,200 receiving yards, which is unheard of for a tight end and is, is amazing, but he only found the end zone five times. And the same, go, like Kittle, found it only five times. Darren Waller, who's the third tight end on this list, three times. Tight ends weren't scoring that much. You did get 10 from Mark Andrews and nine from Jared Cook, but the production wasn't really there for Jared Cook. His numbers weren't that fantastic. Um, as we go down the top five, you got Kittle at two. Darren Waller at three, Mark Andrews at four, and Zach Ertz at five, who had a better second half of the year. Definitely struggled at the beginning of the year, but I think he's a guy to look out for. I think he's slipping in drafts, and I think he's going to have a bounce-back year. Um, Of those top five, what would be the earliest position you would draft a tight end, or do you usually just skip this top five? I don't think I usually have a specific strategy in mind, but just looking overall at tight ends this year, I feel kind of the same way I do about quarterbacks. I, I'm not going to reach for one unless it's, you know, if it comes to a good spot in the draft where it's like, this is where I think Travis Kelsey is valued and I'm going to take him here. I think it's such a crapshoot, Roz. I mean, just looking at past Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, I'm not, you know, 100% confident that I'm taking a guy who is going to have a very productive season. I mean, looking at Mark Andrews was awesome the past couple of years with Lamar Jackson, but you know, if he fell off the map, I, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't fall out of my chair. Zach Ertz is great, but they've got another pretty good tight end on that team in Dallas Goddard, which worries me just from, from an offensive side of the ball um, with multiple running back mouths to feed. And I do think Miles Sanders is primed to have a great year. And then Darren Waller, uh, this was a guy, if you hopped on him last year, um, he was a guy who was on my team. And compared to the rest of the tight ends, he had, he had a great season. But like you mentioned, only found the end zone a few times. And looking down the rest of this list, it's uh, I think it's a big crapshoot. So in my opinion, I think you're better off waiting. And even seeing after the first couple weeks how they play out, you could get you know an average to above average tight end off the waiver wire because it, it's a very big – it's a crapshoot of a position and – I almost like guys in that 10 to 15 range a little bit more. Um, interesting to see where Gronk gets drafted. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but where do, you, where do you think he goes this year? He's one of my interesting ones. In the mock drafts I've done, I'm seeing him go as late as like the 11th round, 12th round, just because he doesn't show up on the board um, early. I think something you noted about fantasy to me, this was a conversation we had a long time ago, is paying attention to the targets these guys get or these guys get because with targets comes the opportunity for fantasy points. If they're not even being targeted, it's almost like they're not there. And you're looking at car- targets for Kelsey at 136, Kittle at 107, Darren Waller at 117, and then Ertz down past Mark Andrews at 135. And then by- beyond that, nobody has over a hundred targets. So I think it's really slim pickings when it comes to tight ends. And for me, that always brings a little bit of nerves because you get that reach feel like oh you see him you know they're going to be gone the next turnaround do I just take him right here um a lot of the times I'm a no guy I think I can find value with a wide receiver or running back before I get my starting tight end um I'm seeing Zach Ertz farther in the draft I mean I think six round if he was actually there would be really enticing. I think at that point, I'll have three running backs or three wide receivers, and then vice versa, two running backs or two wide receivers. I think I then pick up that guy. I kind of like Zach Ertz. Again, like I said this year, I understand that Dallas Goddard's there. He's the bigger body, but Ertz is the guy coming over the middle, and I think Carson Wentz is primed to have a better season, and if he doesn't, I'm back on the the train of Carson Wentz is the most overrated pick. Um, So yeah, for me, I'm going to list off the next five, but kind of ugly. We'll see. Um, You've got Austin Hooper. You've got Jared Cook, Tyler Higbee, Hunter Henry, and Dallas Goddard rounding out the top 10. Um, Hunter Henry hasn't stayed on the field in four seasons. I mean, I don't know how you draft this guy. He never plays. Yeah, that Hunter Henry is, you're exactly right. It's it's hard to draft him. If it was the maybe the last couple rounds, you could take a flyer. Because he's a guy, I mean, we saw Antonio Gates in that system for a very long time, be you know just as equally good as a wide receiver. But one thing, Phillip Rivers is no longer there. So we've got either a Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert. you know, And they could be good. They could find some sort of connection with Henry, but it's really hard to draft a guy, especially at the tight end position, who is never on the field. Tyler Higby, very interesting for the Rams had a gangbuster second half and I think finished as I want to say like a top five tight end um, in the second half stats wise. So there, there's a lot of talented guys. I don't want to necessarily say big names, but Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, um, they could have great seasons, but I, I will not be the person to reach for them. A guy who I'm looking at a little farther down the list, who I think could have a breakout year is Hayden Hurst. 
Um, you know, if you watched the Atlanta Falcons at all last year, you saw that when Austin Hooper was on the field, he was a very dynamic, very big part of the offense. And Hayden Hurst with the Seahawks uh, had a couple breakout games where you're thinking, man, this guy is very talented. If he can become a part of an offense that is going to mesh well and have a great passing game, I mean, where else would you rather go besides the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan? So, you know, looking at the Falcons with what Austin Hooper did there last year, I think Hayden Hurst is a guy who's going to be there. I would say definitely past the 10th round and could have a big year as Hooper moved on to the Browns. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is Hayden Hurst already a lot of talk that Matt Ryan's excited to have him, And I think that's like a plug in position in Atlanta. I agree with you. I think he, it could be a sleeper. He's lower on the, on the charts, but they love getting the tight end of the ball from Tony Gonzalez to Austin Hooper and everybody in between. Um, it could be a really good situation for him. Um, when you go that far down, you always got to want along the lines of Hunter Henry. I, he's been hurt or he hasn't performed to the caliber he's supposed to be performing at. Evan Ingram, constantly there on the board, really athletic, really a big tight end. I see him on a lot of lists. Is it based on Daniel Jones' production, or could Evan Ingram bloom into his own star tight end role? I mean, I think Daniel Jones, from what I've seen so far, is going to be at least average from a fantasy perspective. You know, he's got a lot of talent. So I don't think, you know, having a great quarterback is necessarily a you know prediction of having an amazing tight end. Um, guy puts up stats and they develop a good relationship. I think you're going to see a tight end that's successful, especially on a team with not a ton of weapons, not a ton of star power. I know you've got Saquon Barkley, but in terms of pass on the Giants, I think you got to put Evan Ingram up there as one of the top two or three. But you know, same thing with. Um, with Hunter Henry, the injury concerns. I mean, 11 games in 2018, only played eight games last year. Not, it's not a trend that's very exciting for a guy who broke onto the scene with, you know, six touchdowns, 700 yards, 2017. So Evan Ingram, it's a guy who's very tough to draft from my perspective just because of the, the injuries. I would hate to reach on a tight end and then, you know, deal with the injury bug when I could have taken – you know, value running back or wide receiver in that, you know, five to nine, five to ten rounds in the draft. I completely agree with you. And another guy in that boat is like TJ Hawkinson, just such a pure tight end prospect, but did not live up to the hype after week one last year. Um, and I don't know if it was the lack of targets or he had some injuries along the way as well, or if they were trying to use him more of as a pass blocker. Who knows? But he looked super exciting, and then just completely plateaued and tanked. So it was, it's a tough go for him, but he, he, looks like a, he looks like the next Rob Gronkowski if you had to take tight ends. Yeah, I remember that week one after last year kind of kicking myself that I, I didn't take him when I had the opportunity, and then after that it was just a very disappointing season. So basically all these guys that we're bringing up, I mean, they're all extremely talented. Um could live up to the hype and have huge seasons. It's just, <laughs> it comes down to, are you going to pick the right guy? Uh, which is always the question, but especially with tight ends, after those first two names, I think there there's nobody with 100% confidence I can say, like, I want this guy on my team. He's going to have a great year. And kind of along the lines of Hawkinson, Roz, another, another guy that I'm looking at, kind of in the middle of the pack, is Noah Fant 
from the Broncos. Um, I think he had a real solid year as a rookie last year, and with Drew Locke coming back second year, I, I have him as the second option on that team behind Cortland Sutton. So if Noah Fant can become a, a dominant red zone presence and you know maybe catch a thousand yards worth of passes and ten touchdowns, I mean that that's a very productive season from a tight end. So he's another guy who I'm looking at in that same area as a, as a Hawkinson, a Hooper, a Hayden Hurst. Uh, guys who are kind of in the middle, but they could have breakout seasons. So Noah Fant is, is another guy on my list there. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of wait and see with these tight ends. Um, and they're young, especially Fant and Hawkinson. But they have the potential to be the next round of like great tight ends. Um, it's really hard because you see Kelsey off the board second round. You see Kittle following right behind. It's kind of like that train that once you see one of them go, somebody's like, oh shit, I need to get one of these top three guys. Um, won't typically be me, so I'll be drafting towards the end of the draft looking for a tight end that I am hope is, serv- like, I would love a ser- serviceable one. I don't know why I'm tripping on my words. It's fucking, what is it, 11-11, everyone make a wish. Um, it's a little early here on a Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, from the, from the drafting perspective, and this, I mean, this is just from my perspective, I'm not a guy who's trying to fill out my starting lineup in the first nine rounds. Because you're looking, I'm basically looking at the value of positions and, you know, taking the top defense while it, it feels nice. Um, I think waiting till you know, the last couple of rounds for defense kicker and drafting maybe some backup running backs and receivers in the earlier rounds is going to help your team and make them better off in the long run. So I know some people, they like filling out that lineup, getting that top tight end. Um, in different spots, but I think there's there's a lot more value that you could be missing out on if you choose to hop on the train once the dominoes start falling. And just a lot of the guys we've named here, especially when you're only starting one tight end, there's going to be a lot of opportunities even after the draft to get a guy who's solid and is going to stay in the lineup. So just just from my perspective, you know, tight ends are not really near the top of my board even with a guy like Kelsey, because um, I think he'll probably go, I want to say, second or third round. It's got to be somewhere in those, too. Um, no, I completely agree. I'm trying to get Rube on this Justin Thomas bet with us. Um, everyone loves a good team bet here at the opening line. Everybody you've ever heard on this round table, we're big team bettors. We might jab and joust with one another, but nothing like getting on the same train. I mean, we had some great moments with the Oregon Ducks back in the day. Um, quack 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 motherfuckers uh while we're on football i'm seeing this headline which cracks me up because one i'm not a Dak fan i really dislike the cowboys jerry jones and the whole nine yards i'm seeing this interesting article being what is the price the cowboys would have to pay if Dak won the mvp this year and it's cracking me up because the clear message behind that is they've had the opportunity now to pay Dak Prescott but if he does win this MVP holy shit they're about to lose so much money just because they didn't give him the long-term extension this year or the year before yeah interesting point and Roz I think with quarterbacks it's pretty much been proven that you need a good quarterback to win in the NFL so for me paying out top dollar to the quarterback position if you have a guy who you think can bring you to victory or win a Super Bowl, I mean, I, I just can't call that overspending when it is by far the most important position on the field. So I think the Cowboys are 
they're trending in, in a dangerous direction here. You know, like you said, if Dak wins the MVP, which I think would be a little surprising, but I mean, I wouldn't be falling out of my chair if Dak won the MVP. You know, you look at the weapons, the team around him, that could easily be a 12-4 and four football team this year where Dak throws 35 touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting. I agree with you. But in my opinion, if I were the Cowboys, I think Dak Prescott is a guy with a team around him right now that could win a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. Um, but that's, that's always the, the risk and the gamble that you take. You know, is this going to be the guy or are we going to wait till the next guy? But I think Dak's shown so far that he definitely is an above-average NFL quarterback and you know can get the Cowboys to the promised land. So we'll see what happens, but I think they they might end up regretting this. But if they you know if they win this year, then I think they'll be happy to pay him. Right, and we'll see. I what's interesting is I'm always like pay the players. I get it, but the Dak Prescott stuff is I get he's had a pretty good start to his career. Right, it looks good on paper. Is he winning the big games? Not yet, but he's young. I'm not ruling that out. I'm curious to see if it's something that will be able to be sustainable through his whole career. Part of me just thinks that there's going to be a tailspin at some point, and he is not going to perform at the level of like a Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. So we'll see. The jury's still out on uh, Dak Prescott, and I'd love for the Cowboys to just absolutely get fucked. But that's how I feel about them all the time. We're going to wrap today's show up with next week's PGA Championship odds. Help you guys out. We used to love doing this. It just feels so long since the last time we talked about a major. I know I'm not doing Chad's major pool this year, but I will be back in 2021. It is going on. Really? Yeah. Invite must have got lost in the mail. Um, Well, did you? Yeah, we'll solve that problem off the air, but it's a very fun... um, it's a very fun tournament I usually play in, but they're only doing three of the tournaments. I feel I want a full major year um, to get back into it. But we'll start at the top. Rory McIlroy at 8-1 to one to win. Bryson DeSambo 10-1. to one. Rahm at 11-1. to one. And then you got Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson at 12-1 to one to run out the top five. Of those top five, anybody you like, any good value there, or are you trying to look down the board a little bit? Oh, I'm always trying to look down the board and hit that big home run in golf. Um, but, you know, it's hard. R- Rory and John Rahm definitely had a little bit of a tougher week this past week at the St. Jude Invitational. So could be looking for a bounce back there. Um, but, yeah, I- I'm definitely looking farther down the board. And, you know, I'm sitting here at, at 1 o'clock Central Time. You know, the top guys haven't even teed off yet at the top of the leaderboard at St. Jude. So don't know how everybody's finished, but I could look at Rom or Rory. I think if I was going to pick two out of those top five, those are who I'd be looking at. Yeah, I think those are good. I mean, if Justin Thomas does his job today, then I'm all in on riding that train and uh, taking him for the PGA Championship. You've got Tiger Woods at 18 to one, Brooks Kepka at 14 to one. Outside the top five, I think that's a sexy little pick right there. Um, Patrick Cantley at 18 to one, Xander Shoffley 22 to one, Colin Marikawa at 22 to one, Webb Simpson 28 to one, Spieth all the way down to 33 to one, and Justin Rose other also at 33 to one. Any of those guys on the on the wits reach scale or no? Uh, well, I like Morikawa. I think you know watching him play a couple weeks ago, 
um, winning that. I forgot what tournament it was, but he went into a playoff hold with Justin Thomas. Uh, very fun, great young player. So I might th- throw a couple bones on him. Uh, but usually in these big golf tournaments, I-, I like guys who are, you know, in that 50 to 100 to 1 range, um, you know, just to find the big bang. And you've got to find the next Michael Thompson, you know, who's going to pay out big, which usually never happens. But, you know, every bet looks good on Thursday morning. I agree. And nothing sexier than Ricky Fowler being 35 to 1 to win his first major. And you can bet your sweet, pretty penny ass that I'm going to put a little bit of money on that. Daniel Berger sitting at 40 to 1 to close out the odds are showing on CBS Sports. I know that Rube is probably a fan of him a little bit, or at least he's talked about him. I could be making that completely up. But 40 to 1, good odds if you want to rip a long shot. Um, but it's going to be Ricky's year. What I tell you, it only took one big pandemic to have a calendar sweep of the three major championships, and Ricky's going to take all of them. Um, that's pretty much what I got for golf, unless you've got any less thoughts on it. Uh, nope. I'm just I'm praying for uh, a Justin Thomas victory today. So anybody listening, uh, hopefully it turned out okay. Hope I, Me, you, and Rube both. I don't think you can use both for three people, but for all of us. Um, there you go. Uh, that's basically it for this week. Did another show down. I don't even know what episode we're on. We're in the 70s at this point, which, which is funny because we had like 100, if not more, on our old show. So we're keeping it going. It's been a while since it's been the two of us. Any parting thoughts today? <laughs> I'm just, just praying for um, you know the virus to get more under control. Uh, one for sports, two for just everybody in general. You know, so hopefully we can figure this out, come together a little bit, and come together yeah, right now. The outro. the outro for the show today. Rise on the beat. Yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling. But thank you guys for tuning in. Keep your prayers for the NFL season. We need them. And uh, this is the opening line where we like to keep the line moving. And we'll catch you next time, everybody. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.